The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. On that day, Jesus went out of the house and sat down by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd stood along the shore. And he spoke to them at length in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, where it had little soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep, and when the sun rose it was scorched, and it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it. But some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The disciples approached him and said, Why do you speak to them in parables? He said to them in reply, Because knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven has been granted to you, but to them it has not been granted. To anyone who has, more will be given, and he will grow rich. From anyone who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because they look but do not see, and hear but do not listen or understand. Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled in them, which says, You shall indeed hear, but not understand. You shall indeed look, but never see. Gross is the heart of this, par- of this people. They will hardly hear with their ears. They have closed their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts and be converted, and I heal them. But blessed are you, blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. Amen, I say to you, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Hear then the parable of the sower. The seed sown on the path is the one who hears the word of the kingdom without understanding it, and the evil one comes and steals away what was sown in his heart. The seed sown on rocky ground is the one who hears the word and receives it at once with joy, but he has no root and lasts only for a time. When some tribulation or persecution comes because of the word, he immediately falls away. The seed sown among thorns is the one who hears the word, but then worldly anxiety and the lure of riches choke the word, and it bears no fruit. But the seed sown on rich soil is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. The Gospel of the Lord. Any farmers among us this morning? One? Excellent. What about gardeners? Gardeners? Two? Three? Come on, there's got to be more gardeners. Anyone ever try to plant something? Okay. Good. So we kind of understand this parable, right? Now, think about this. Like Jesus is telling this parable. The, the, the apostles ask a really relevant question. Why are you telling them these stories? And... We might look at it and say, well, he's telling them stories to make it relatable. True. So why doesn't he do the second part when he does the first part? Why is the second part only for the apostles? And there's a, there's a method to his madness, we would say, that 
Jesus wants to ensure that the apostles recognize that they have a distinct a distinction apart from others, that they've been called and set aside. He's setting up essentially the hierarchy of the church, that the apostles, their successors, bishops, priests, like, are set aside to do things for the church, the ministerial sacraments of the church, to provide uh, the foundational teachings of the church. That's not to say that for everyone else they shouldn't understand what goes on. I mean, that's a, that's a far cry from what's true, actually. Now, it used to be that only the most learned would, were able to read or understand and, and, and comprehend the scriptures, but now we all have the ability to read the scriptures. We all have the ability to break it open, the word of God. We all have the ability to sit and ponder and pray with what it is he's sharing with us. But still, sometimes we need examples. We need stories. We need things that are relatable. And so, I've shared this before, but I am not uh, a master gardener. I have zero green thumb. In fact, I kill more things than keep them alive, but just by looking at them sometimes. But where this really relates is when I wanted to grow grass in front of the rectory. (laughs) Because we had that big patch of dirt after we built the deck, and I thought, man... I do not like how this looks. I must grow some grass. So my brain, you know, just like sees something that needs to be done. So I go buy grass seed and I throw it on the ground thinking this will work perfectly. (laughs) You laugh because you know that I was wrong. (laughs) And I was. Now I consulted with people, primarily my mother, because she keeps things alive very well. I said, well, I threw this grass seed down and it's just not taking. Well, did you put down fertilizer? No. Why not? I didn't think about it. Well, did you like, you know, like take a rake and scratch the ground and make it like at least a little bit available for the seeds? No. (laughs) Why not? I didn't think about it. Well, did you at least take like a hose and like water it when you were done? Yes. (laughs) That I did. Because water requires, or water is required for the cultivation of grass seed. That I knew. But it, it took a while, right? And like, the other thing was, I'm also kind of a, like a frugal person. So it's like, okay, I have this bag of grass seed. I have to cover this area. So I have to be very sparing in how I use my grass seed. So a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. Like, let's not overdo it. Let's not be excessive. And what I discovered was I had to buy two more bags of grass seeds, so that did not work either. The whole point of this is when we hear the sower and the seed, we probably think about, yeah, like, what does it mean for Jesus to sow the seed? Like, the seed is his word, right? So the seed is the word of God. And the first thing that we can take away is God is not stingy about how his word is utilized. Now, maybe the more experienced gardener, farmer, you know, not me, might have done some of these things preemptively to prepare the soil, to prepare the ground. But the reality is this still. I think that even if we are sowing that seed, some is still going to fall on the sidewalk. That's not maybe my intention, but it's going to end up there. Some's going to fall on the, on the rocky ground. I should have probably picked up the rocks as well. I didn't do that. Moving on. Some is going to like fall and there's going to be other weeds and stuff, you know, okay. And then some's going to sprout. But that doesn't mean we are 
sparing in the way the seed is spent. It doesn't mean God spares. He knows that this is going to happen, and so he still does it. For us, it's to think about how is the seed then cultivated? So first is God's word is not limited. It is not restricted. It is not, um, he doesn't do a, a small amount to like save money or, you know, be more frugal. He's very generous with how he sows the seed. He's very generous with the spreading of his word. Like he wants all of us to be aware of that. Okay. But there is something we can do to cultivate those spots. Now the reality is still this. And I like the fact that he does explain it. Like this is one of the more helpful parables. It means I don't have to. I just get to say it again. But the seed on the path, right, the birds of ours, like, we hear, but we don't understand. Like, okay, you might come to church, you might open up the Bible, you might read some scripture and be like, I see the word, I'm hearing the word, but it's not comprehending now. So what does that mean? It means I have to maybe take some further steps, maybe ask some questions, do some investigation to begin to allow that seed to take root, Okay, but, but maybe I have the rocky ground. So like, I kind of get it. It kind of makes sense. And there's times where I hear his word, and it's super exciting. I get really exhilarated, and I want to go out, and I want to change the world. And then I get a flat tire. And things happen. And it's like, well, I can't do that now. Or I want to go change the world. And then I realize the world's really big, and I don't want to leave Wabash. Or I want to go and change the world. But that actually sounds really hard. And so you know what? I'll let someone else do it. Like we're motivated, we're excited, and yet there's not really a place for the root to take, take structure. It's not, it's not able to go deeper. It's kind of going, it's going, but it's not there yet. And there's times where we hear his word, it's, like, it's really, really exciting, but then there's these other voices that creep in. And we say, man, I would love to go and, and, and do that ministry or go and aid in that way. But then that whisper comes in, well, you're not qualified for that. Or that whisper comes in and says, you would be terrible at that. Or these other lies start to, to bring about. Here's the thing, though. I know people who love pulling weeds. So I know people who love to root out lies. I know people who actually have great fire, and it just you have to kind of protect that for a little bit of time. And and I know people who hear his word and, and they don't fully grasp it yet, they're striving to, to learn more. Ultimately, we're trying to cultivate to the final product, to the, to the piece of, of ground that is fertile, that will bear fruit. Here's the fascinating thing about growing anything. That seed, when you really think about it, that seed, as it is in the bag, does absolutely nothing. It is more or less useless until some other pieces get added to it. Water, the soil, the sun. And actually that seed in it has all of the potential for life. Has all of the potential to do anything if we take care of it. And the greatest part is that seed ultimately must die in its own right to produce something new. And so in our own lives, there's many times where things have to die within us, where, yeah, we have to root out the lies and the weeds and the things that try to choke us out. We have to cultivate and protect and, 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 and put uh, 
things around like the stuff that's just sprouting really fast, but maybe it doesn't have deep roots yet. And, and there will be times where, yeah, we, we have to investigate and learn and study some more and, and get the ground so that it becomes fertile, so that when we do hear the word, it starts to have an impact. We don't really start out with the good soil per se, but the good soil comes through doing all of these things. Any path, in theory, can become good soil. Any rocky ground can become good soil. Any uh, ground with weeds can be weeded out and become good soil. So the first lesson in all this is one, is God's Word, right, is not, uh, it's not restricted, it's extremely generous. He spreads a lot of seed. The second is, as we prepare for that seed, we have to cultivate, we have to do things. And so, yeah, I might need to ask questions and do some further study. I might have to do some formational things to aid my knowledge in the faith. Maybe I need to go to confession and root out the things that have been impeding me and those lies that are troublesome, those sins that are difficult. Maybe I need to make sure that I have a habit of daily prayer or weekly mass to ensure that I'm being fed spiritually and, and nurtured in those ways. Maybe I need to form small Christian communities to have fellowship and, and community. But in all of this, I need to be encountering the Lord and seeking to find ways to encounter Him, to rest with Him. So we're reminded from last Sunday's Gospel that the Lord wants us to give Him our burdens and give Him our labors so we can have authentic rest, rest that ultimately is rooted in the Eucharist. So we don't want to take for granted the things that we see or the things that we hear or things that we know that God has given to us. We actually need to take and reflect upon these things. God, in sowing His seed, is very generous. How we cultivate the soil is up to us. But there's been people who have impacted our lives greatly who help in that. And these guys have done that for me. So I'm so grateful for them. That's why I share that with you. At the end of the day, we have to ask ourselves, what do I need to do still to cultivate soil? God is working. We see that. We hear that. And it's important that we share that. So your homework assignment today, I haven't been given a homework lately, your homework assignment today is to, when you're on your way home, whether you're with someone or not, call someone if you have to, but highlight a grace God has done for you in the past week. 